You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Today's show is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Go to RockAuto.com, find all the parts your car will ever need. And on today's show, let's continue on with the baseball postseason. We have two games tonight. It'll be the Rays and Astros at 4 o'clock Central Time and the Dodgers and Braves at 7 o'clock Central Time time Clayton Kershaw back on the mound today for the Dodgers he got scratched on Tuesday he is back on Thursday going up against uh, the Braves and look that series now sees the Dodgers trailing just two games to one and it it unfolded the way that I expected I mean the Braves threw their two best pitchers two games in a row they won both of them and then they don't have the arms to continue that pace and so when you do that and you throw a bad pitcher against this lineup, the Dodgers are going to crush you. And the Dodgers did crush them yesterday. And I would project, as they go up against uh, Bryce Wilson today, who has a, a, a above four ERA, I would expect the Dodgers to win this game as well uh, with Kershaw on the bump and tie up this series. Now, on the, on the flip side, I do find what the Rays are doing to be interesting, right? Because they lost the game last night, 4-3. to three. They had chances in that game to come back, chances in that game uh, to in that series with, with their ace on the mound, Tyler Glass now, who only gave them six innings of four-run baseball. Uh, the, the bullpen comes in and shuts the door. I, I I just, I think that they're punting again. I mean, I think that they, they take the 3-1 lead and they're punting this game again. I mean, last night, they should have had that game. And to open the game or start the game with, with John Curtis who has a, a, an above 10 playoff ERA this year. It feels like you're conceding this game and you're going to rest up your bullpen and then go all in on the next two games. With no off days in this series, that's what it feels like whenever you start a guy like that who has a plus 10 ERA. Now, I've always said Kevin Cash is the smartest manager in baseball, so it's hard for me to question him. But that's what it looks like to me at Southern Kingdom today. That's what it seems like. And then that Dodgers and Braves series can get really interesting. Because even though the Astros won yesterday and stayed off the nation, I'm still not interested in that series other than just watching the Rays play baseball because the Rays are playing a very fun brand of baseball right now. Other than that, I'm not interested in that series. I don't think that there's a way and a path yet for the Astros to come back in that series and to win that series. So that series still feels done to me. It feels like a gentleman sweep. You let them get the one game. You finish them off today or tomorrow, and then that'll be it. And the Braves and Dodgers, though, because I don't trust the Braves pitching staff, because I do trust that that Dodgers lineup, it feels like that series will get tied up tonight. It feels like the Dodgers are going to win that that, that series uh, game tonight and tie up that series and then move on to this weekend. And look, the longer that series goes, the Rays have to be excited. They just do. Because they'll play Game 5 tomorrow, Game 6 on Saturday, 
Game 7 on Monday, and then Tuesday starts the World Series. And no matter who wins that series, I think it's going to take six or seven games. And as long as the Rays can end this series with the Astros today or tomorrow, then they're going to get way more off days heading into the World Series which can set up their pitching staff, which is already a lot better, I think, than the Braves pitching staff, and it's better than the, than the Dodgers pitching staff. So they have the best pitching staff, and now they'll have the rest to uh, really plan out that series however they want to. And you do get back off days in the World Series. The World Series is not going to be uh, seven straight games. It's going to be the standard format. It's going to be two, day off, three, day off, uh, two, day off. Uh, two, and then, of course, the series is over after two because uh, that'd be game seven. But still, uh, the, the World Series format will not change. Outside of being a neutral site, outside of being in a bubble, it won't change in terms of the days off and the length of the series. So having those days off on the front end is very crucial because then you can kind of, of course, piggyback those days off and really, truly work your pitching staff the exact way you want it. So I think that the Rays punting on this game, again, at least from the outside looking in, uh, and what I mean by punting is, of course, they want to win, right? Of course, they want to finish the series. But it almost seems like they feel comfortable losing this game and ensuring they have their pitching lined up. But still, last night, they didn't use but three pitchers. And you know, only one of them would be viewed as a, a necessary arm in a closeout game, right? Of course, you're not going to pitch Tyler Glass now again unless this series somehow shifted to seven games, but even then, that would only be, you know, uh, three days off, or two days off, excuse me. I don't think the glass now is going to be back. So, you're not worried about him. And then, you're not really worried about the guy that finished the ninth inning for the raise, Aaron Sleegers, or whatever his name was. Uh, you're not worried about him in a closeout game. The only one would, would have been uh, um, Jose Alvarado, who pitched one inning. So he would still be good to go today. So this is just an interesting move, in my opinion, to, to put Curtis on the mound, who has not been particularly good in this postseason. And in 2020, he did have a, have a good year with, with a 1.8 ERA in the regular season, so maybe there's there's a larger sample size there than the four postseason games he's been in to get that ERA up to 10. So it's weird, for sure, especially with the horses that the Rays have to use an opener here. But that's what Kevin Cash does. He gets weird, and I'm sure this will work out perfectly. And if the Rays can close this series out tonight, it will be really the the best thing that can happen to them is to close this game out tonight and or close the series out tonight. That would also be the last time that we have multiple games of baseball on in one day for a long time, which will suck. But still, uh, that can happen tonight. Tonight, you should also go to rockauto.com and find all the parts your car will ever need because Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably didn't know how to work your internet properly. You dial up internet. You couldn't write an email. It was disastrous. Every time someone would call you, your internet goes out. It was a mess. But you could have been going to rockout.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. And so my favorite part about rockout.com is that I know nothing about cars. And even though it's a car part, I don't have to car part store. I don't have to know anything about cars because all I have to do is put my make my model my year into the website and into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. So that means 
I'm not wasting money on parts I cannot use and parts I don't need, which is the biggest thing for me is because I would not otherwise know how to tell what to spend my money on and how to tell what is right and what is wrong for my vehicle. So you have to go to rockauto.com right now and put in your, your make your model your year and find the parts you need for your car. There's no point to go to a dealership or to a local auto parts store because all they're going to do is upcharge you for that part. Skip the upcharge. Go to rockauto.com for an amazing selection. Reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About box. So we're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And so there were just some small bits of news regarding the Royals and, and Major League Baseball. The draft is officially set uh, to remain with the backward standings. There was questions about, you know, a 60-game sample size. Is that the best way to do it or not? And they will be doing that. So Kansas City picks seventh in the in the uh, 2021 draft. And seventh is a good spot to be, I, I still think. Now, of course, you would always like to have the highest pick possible. You know, you'd always like to have the number one overall pick. If you're not going to be a good team, you want that top pick. But this can shake out of no consequence to the Royals if they didn't go full-on tank mode and then full-on go for that number one overall pick. Because... This draft is very pitcher-friendly, and you're going to have a lot of pitchers at the top, and Kansas City has their arms. that They have their pitchers. They know that it's time to start getting some bats. And at that seventh pick, you can still find a very good bat, especially with the Vandy pitcher going number one uh, and some more arms going in that top seven. At that seventh pick, you might get the you know second or third best bat in this entire draft, even at number seven. So that's really Really good for Kansas City. Uh, of course, I still think that that's the best way to determine how to handle next year's draft class is just go based on the 2020 records. So that's like the only piece of actual Royals news that we have uh, to talk about right now as we wait for the season uh, or the off season to really start back up and and start hearing some rumors and, and some rumblings of, of what's going on with the team. Uh, there's still a lot of questions, though, and, and we can address them tomorrow on tomorrow's show talking about, you know, should they trade Perez or should they trade Duffy or Merrifield or any of these these guys? I mean, should you trade right now and sell off pieces and make one more, you know, one more offseason of just acquiring assets before you start to try to uh, turn the page and start to try to build a foundation of winning? Or do you feel comfortable with your farm system right now and comfortable with the amount of prospects you have, and, and you want to start turning that page sooner than later of trying to put your best foot forward to try to win baseball games. It's an interesting place to be for Kansas City because I don't think that there's really a wrong answer. I think that with with this offseason, if Dayton Moore did look at this core and said, look, we have a lot of young arms on the on the, on the farm. We have Bobby Witt Jr. We have Kyle Isbell, Khalil Lee. We have a lot of of good arms. We have a competitive lineup already in the big leagues with uh, potential to improve when you call up Witt Jr., when you call up Isbell, when you call up Kalilali. So it's time to start turning that page and trying to build that foundation and trying to make 2021 look like 2012, 2013, uh, getting ready for the big playoff push. I can see that, that happening. I can see that going well. I can see that being the right answer. I could also see Dayton Moore going this offseason saying, look, you know, Perez is going to be a free agent soon. 
Duffy is not really an integral part of our success. Merrifield, you know, is his value ever going to get higher than it is right now? Solaire, what can you get for him? I, I don't view them re-signing Solaire and saying, look, let's just trade, let's just trade those four and welcome in new additions and new prospects. Because even Perez, is his value ever going to be higher than it is right now? And, and maybe Dayton Moore wants to resign Salvador Perez and make him a lifelong Royal. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, but if you are going to part ways with him at the end of this contract, which we don't know if they will or won't, but if you are going to, his value will really never be higher than it is right now. I mean, we saw him have a fantastic year at the plate. And sure, you can hope that that happens again for the first half of next year and you can share him at the deadline. Uh, but we saw with Horace Hilaire what happens whenever you, you hope that one season turns into another one. When you bank on one season being followed up with the same production. So it'll be interesting this offseason. And again, I don't know the right answer to that. I think that both of those paths, if you right now hear those two options and you're passionate about either one of them, I think that you're right. Because again, I don't think that there's a wrong choice in that. I would understand the logic in trying to, to turn the page and I understand the logic and trying to sell off those four guys and rebuild, continuing to rebuild and kind of delaying, delaying the winning for another, probably only about two years really for the betterment of whatever prospects you can get in return for those guys. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how this offseason goes. It could be a very fun one. It also could be a very boring one. And I think that if you don't trade those guys, it'll be a very boring offseason in the sense of I don't see Dayton Moore trading any prospects to anybody. I don't see him making a big splash trade to better the team. I don't see him making a big splash signing to better the team. I think that you're going to get this offseason would be a ho-hum, maybe a one-year deal for this interesting bat like he did for uh, uh, Mike Alfranco, maybe a, a one-year deal with a vesting option for some reclamation project pitcher, and then you move into Surprise Arizona and see what happens. I think that that's kind of the more likely outcome this offseason, uh, but it could have a lot of fireworks if they do decide to go the other way and to trade those four guys. So we can get into that more in depth tomorrow uh, and do a lot of other stuff tomorrow on Locked on Royals, so be good and be good. So another, we'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Royals, your only podcast every single day about the Kansas City Royals. Again, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Royals.